So you must be uh, polarizing. That means you cannot be politically right in, in YouTube. Ah. Uh, you cannot be like, uh, maybe yes, maybe no. It's either yes or no. Mm. Yeah, you cannot like hold a 50 because the reason why people watch you is because they want to hear your point of view. They don't want to hear a politically right answer. It's yeah. a different platform altogether. Actually, last time when I first started the channel, I for me, I replied every single comment. So I spent a lot of time thinking how to reply to the haters. Okay. So now, <laughs> reply them. We've all done that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, then I just don't reply to them. I just happily continue my own thing. I Instead of spending all that brain power there, I use the brain power to script and uh, research on things for my audience. Yeah. Actually, I was quite happy even with one person watching. Seriously. If I could change at one person's life, I was honestly happy with it. Hey, Shit, there's 10 people watching. I'm like, okay. Okay, now the, my initial videos and views have went up because my subscriber base has went up. But initially, I like 10 views, 20 views. And I wasn't pushing my leads from Facebook to YouTube. I just wanted to, you know, if I'm good, I'm good. If, I, if, I, if I'm if I sorry, I suck. So that's all I wanted to do. You've probably heard that your story is your brand. So how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want. Join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over 8 figures in revenue as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories. I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong and welcome to the Story Impact Show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Story Impact Show, a show where we dive into the story of successful entrepreneurs, business owners, high performers, so we can discover what they are doing to be at the top. As usual, if you like my content so far, please help me to smash the like button and to subscribe to my channel as this will help us with the algorithm of reaching out to more people. We're also picking two random lucky winners uh, from our comments uh, and we're going to give them this free copy of the Traffic Seekers book. Now we're going to pay for everything, even including the shipping. This is a book that is going to show you how you can get unlimited amount of traffic, leads and customers into your website and into your fund. So go ahead and comment whatever you've learned at the end of the video and we will pick two lucky winners every single week. So today we have a very special guest with us. He's a millionaire investor and the founder of the YouTube channel Chicken Genius Singapore. He's going to be uncovering how he gained over 100,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel within a year just by posting market updates about things that he loved. He's also going to be talking about why he started his channel and what were some of the biggest challenges when he started his YouTube channel. He's also going to be sharing with us some of the tools and what he did to grow his channel fast. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me to welcome Ken Deng. All right, it is live right now. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Story Impact Show. And this is the, sto this is the show where we dive into the stories of successful entrepreneurs, business owners, and high performers so we can discover what they're doing to be at the top. And today, I have a very special guest with me, uh, and his name is Ken Teng. Ken, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Gabriel. Thanks for having me on the show. So awesome, awesome. The reason why... Um, I think I'll just start off with the first question up front. I think the reason why I've invited you on the show... Uh, it's because I know you for uh, a while, right? A couple of years, right? Yeah. And I remember you were uh, more like an investment coach. Uh, yes. And after that, you know, we kind of worked together for a while. And suddenly, you disappear for a while. <laughs> you disappear <laughs> off the face of the, of the earth. Yeah. And then you start a YouTube channel. I think what was amazing yeah. was that uh, Ken started a YouTube channel and he just started posting very consistently. And recently, you know, your channel has really blown up, especially because of the recent crisis and recession that's happening. Uh, I saw some of your video 
you know, going into like over a million views and uh, yeah. your subscriber hit about 90, 97,000, which is nearly 100,000 subscriber. Yes. Right. So I think maybe my, maybe my first question is what made you start your YouTube channel? I mean, when do you start it? And, and what made you start your YouTube channel? Because interesting to see you going from an investor into a starting a, uh, starting a YouTube channel to become a YouTuber. Yeah, um, like uh, actually most of my things that I do in life which become successful, I, I actually didn't really plan for it. If you look, watch my first video, it has nothing to do with anything at all. I just wanted to, you know, just, just share stuff, do videos. I, I like doing videos. I, I did, did a lot of photography studio work last time and you know, video is still in my blood. So I just thought, you know, I just do some videos and stuff. So that was, I didn't have any goal. I just wanted to, you know, just, just share something. So that's no 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 goal in the first place yeah so there was no goal you just wanted to start something just wanted to share share your thoughts yeah just just share my thoughts but however i had this platform that was running ready and um the thing is uh what really get me kick kick started going was that i i guess a lot of people know me as a tesla investor mm. and last year a lot of things hit tesla quite badly in fact in 2019 mid it wasn't really a nice place to be at yeah. uh, especially if you're an investor there uh, but the thing is, you know, the, the media is really portraying something which is not right, which is, which is so all, all the fake news out there. And I decided, hey, I'm just going to speak the truth. Since this is social media, I can say anything I want. Yeah. I'm not going to go the Amos E way, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'll tell the truth. I'll tell the truth about, about Tesla and uh, educate people. Because not, the best thing in this world is that, you know, there's YouTube, everybody can reach me. And education to me is the best way to go about uh, you know, just teaching people what's, what's, the, what's the right thing. So mm. I started posting and that was where huh, the attraction gained quite crazily. Yeah. yeah. So, so you started a YouTube channel that basically um, teaches about investing, right? Stock investing and talk a lot about Tesla, uh, which mm. I think we're going to go into that later on. And how long do you started this? How long ago do you started this ch uh, channel? I started seriously last year in probably... Uh, June, July, seriously started posting about Tesla because that was the time. If you look at the Tesla stock chart, at the yes. bottom there was where I started. Look, this this is crap. So I will start posting. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that was when I actually really started. Before that, wasn't really counted. I was doing like life hacks. Uh, I was traveling to Japan, that kind of thing. Yeah. So nothing really good. Yeah. So at the beginning, you were just posting different kind of stuff. You were not posting. Uh, yeah. You're not posting Tesla. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, just random stuff. So you were just trying out different kinds of topic and then eventually you hit something that, that works for you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I was not trying. In fact, I really wasn't trying at all. I, you must understand my, this whole journey, even until now, I wasn't really trying in terms of like thinking of ideas and what. I just did what I felt like talking about. And um, as I did more and more Tesla videos, I realized my audience, I'm, you, you have to read the YouTube uh, analytics and you can actually see that uh, what people want to hear from you and yeah. when I talk about Tesla people listen and they were I was getting traction so I realized hey look the audience want me to talk about Tesla okay I'll just talk about Tesla yeah. oh wow that's amazing okay so so what I got from there is um first of all you didn't bother or you know you didn't really try right yeah. you're just saying things that you, you want to say and I think that is uh, learning by itself because it takes away the pressure that you know when I post video I need to get a lot of views you know, I, I, when I post video, I need to get a lot of traction. And, and sometimes when you just don't think about it, you just post about what you want and just post it for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, then you remove the pressure. But the second thing, I think more importantly to learn from you is that as you're doing that, you started to listen to your audience. Yes, I think that's really important. You caught that point really right. Listen to what your audience tell you. 
Mm, mm. Okay. That's okay. So that's amazing. Um, so what made you um, started investing in the first place? Because you have a channel right now that is mainly investing. Yeah. Right. So what got you into investment? Um, and by the way, before you answer that, right, I just want to say like, like for the audience who don't know, when I first know Ken, uh, know him for a couple of years, and then I remember when he was sharing about Tesla stock. Okay, uh, one of the sharing sessions. It wasn't on YouTube. It was a, like an actual live sharing session. I wish I bought more. <laughs> that was a time where like Tesla was $200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 200 plus. Like, yeah, it was still so cheap <laughs> at that point yeah. in time. Yeah, yeah. And it's freaking amazing. Like when, when, uh, when, when Ken was sharing about it, you know that he has done his homework. He's crazy about it. He has went and reached all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. And he said he watched all kinds of videos. So maybe my, my question would be like, what made you go into investing and what made you go so crazy about like stocks like Tesla, which is a bit out of the norm from the usual value investing world and you know, people who, who invest in companies that has profit and things like that. Like, like what, what made you go into investing and then what uh, made you go crazy over Tesla? I, I think uh, for what made most people go into investing is obviously the money. But uh, the thing is, I also, as most, for me, I was just exploring like how do I retire early? Um, looking at real estate, looking at, I run businesses, you run your business, we, we work together before. In fact, uh, I just want to tell the audience that Grebo used to do the marketing for, my, for one of my business. Uh, he did a very good job. So um, the, the thing is, running businesses and, you know, you cannot run business for to, to, to uh, like 60, 70, you cannot, man. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, you, the only other way is to invest. Um, so it's either stock market or real estate. You can choose to do both. So I did both and see which one kind of suited me more. Mm. And stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm. Okay. So you kind of did both uh, real estate investing and investing was something that kind of gave you more, more, more results. Lah. Yeah. 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 Okay. In- investing gave, okay. So the, how I put it in how between the stock market and real estate is uh, the stock market uh, lets you gain capital really very, very fast. Okay. Uh, then I'll take the money and put in the real estate because real estate, uh, you know, it's slow, but it's stable. It's a very good cash flow model. So probably I gain money from uh, stock market and invest, uh, you know, for, I, I take my money and use it to invest in real estate after that. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the way I, I rather do it. Okay. So I want to ask you about Tesla and I know you can go on for hours, <laughs> but what is that one or two biggest thing, right? That made you kind of like go almost all in on Tesla. I mean, I hear so many, so much of going to all in and Tesla and things like I know now you're also looking at a couple of other stocks but like what made you um, you know believe in the vision of like Tesla and Elon Musk I, I think uh, this is going to be a pretty long answer but I think it's going to be applicable for a lot of your audience mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I'm just being very practical and I don't hold anything back so I, I hope you guys understand the way I come from so uh, I I done for me I done the full spectrum about um, if you, I, I just want to pull out a quote by, let, let me just, just give me a little while. I just go to Twitter and uh, just pull out a quote because I literally been through this whole thing. Uh, it's from, this quote is from Jim Carrey. So okay. I think I'll send you the picture separately after that. So Jim Carrey said this doing one of the, he said this, I hope everybody could get rich and famous and to have everything they ever dream of. So they will know that it is not the answer. So this is, this is a quote by Jim Carrey. And, and this, this really got me thinking really very hard. So, okay, what do I mean by this? Uh, I started, I was an employee previously. I was a government servant. And uh, I also run my own businesses. So I literally did the whole thing. I even, even before being a government employee, I was a bartender and stuff. 
And after that, I run my own business. And you realize if you have overheads of 20 people, there will always be some kind of HR issue. You know, As a business owner, you are just focused on helping the staff and you cannot grow yourself. So if you're going to look at two extreme ends of business, I'm talking about extreme, extreme ends of business. The first end is, uh, if you are good yourself, you can just bring yourself up to like celebrity status, you know, without, uh, so that's the first extreme end. Uh, the other extreme end, which is where I am kind of am right now, going to maybe, I think 100K should, should be okay, la, considered uh, people will know me. The other extreme end is like Tesla. So it goes back to Tesla, where you build a company and you massively scale to 10,000 employees, 60,000 employees. So this is the two extreme ends. If you're stuck somewhere in between, Life is not very fun. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of crappy. You got, to, man, you got to do so many things you need to handle. It is not fun. So yeah. when I look at Tesla, firstly, the business, uh, they, they, of course, they got the proof of concept. They can get things done. The second thing, which is the most difficult thing any business can do and anybody can do is to scale the business. People talk about concepts and everything, but to scale something, it is like 1,000 times harder. And I think I believe at that point of time when I was talking to you, uh, when you, uh, when, sorry, when I was talking to you, Tesla was about 200 plus. I only had like 50% of my portfolio in Tesla because at that point in time, they haven't technically scaled a lot yet. Mm-hmm. But when I see that they can scale and start pushing, that means the momentum is on. I know that's, that's it really, they've done it. So that was the time where I throw most of my money into Tesla because mm-hmm. very few companies can scale. Very, mm-hmm. very few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's one of the reasons why you went to Tesla. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's getting difficult like hell. Yeah. So. Okay. And, and how much, uh, if you don't mind me asking, like what you, you mentioned about your portfolio, it was 50%. Now it's how much again? 80%. Wow. Actually, I post everything. I post on my, on, on my YouTube channel. I, they, I even show my portfolio on my YouTube channel. So yeah. they can go and take a look at it. I, I, I no, no filter, just show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you another question, which is like, what are you doing right now? that is, you know, growing your, you believe like, at least you, you believe that is making or growing your account, uh, YouTube, your, your YouTube channel so fast. What do I think? I'm, the thing is, I, uh, why do, I'm not too sure, man. I'm just telling, I'm just doing what the audience want me to do. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, yeah, when the video I got a million views, that was a point of time when everybody was in trouble. I see a lot of people selling their stock. Like, hey, hello. Yeah, so I, I tell them this is this is this is not right, and I and I told them to you know I did a video, hey, hello, wake up, you know. <laughs> then the, somehow they got a million views. I I somehow I am not too sure why. Yeah, there was the, yeah. there was a video about Tesla, right? Uh, it was like a maybe Tesla. Twenty percent Tesla. Rest was just me shouting and nagging at people. <laughs> or selling their stocks. <laughs> yeah, don't sell a stock. Don't be dumb, you know that kind of thing. Thank me one year that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. but, but when, in order for you to give that kind of advice, mm. right, it sounds like you have done your research and a lot yeah. of your research. Yes, yes. A right. lot of research, yeah. So it sounds like you are already doing a, a bunch of research and you're just sharing what you have researched for people who are in a way lazy to do their research or maybe they were just um, yeah. caught up with the fear of the market and, uh, and uh, um, all the emotions in the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I just do, I just share with people. Just, just share openly, no, nothing to you know, like hold back or what. Just because YouTube, I can say anything I want, <laughs> so that, that's fantastic. So I just, just, just talk long. 
Yeah. So uh, what am I doing different? Your question was, what am I doing different? Is it? Like, yeah. As in like, uh, what, what do you think are some of the things that you did differently um, that grew your account so fast? I, I think the most important thing was that I listened to my audience and I was posting in uh, YouTube consistently because that was something they really wanted. I, I did, uh, they, they really authentically wanted it. And when I like, let's say for example, I, I even remember the, the last Friday, last week, on, well, usually I post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine o'clock. Uh, mm. sometimes 10 o'clock. So on Friday, I didn't post. A lot of my audience starts like blasting me. Hey, are you okay or not? Are you, have you, because Singapore is quite bad on the COVID side. So they're asking, hey, has you, uh, what happened to you? Are you fine? All the messages coming. So when wow. I posted on Saturday, they tell me, oh, glad you're fine. Yeah, so the audience really do want to see my post and they are the one that keep me going to be consistent and consistent. In fact, before this talk with you, I just did a video recording and I'll probably spend like four or five hours to edit the video thereafter. Awesome. So yeah. basically consistency is another key. Uh, you mentioned about posting three a week. Um, yeah. For those, be those people who are watching, I think one of the reasons why I brought Ken on is because I want to inspire more people to do YouTube. Even I myself, I'm starting to do YouTube. Uh, I wish I've gotten it a lot earlier, <laughs> you know, but you know, it can make all kinds of excuses. In short, you know, I was lazy. I didn't do it. Finally got down to doing it. And uh, you know, Ken, you're doing like three videos a week, but how many do you started? Do you started three right away or was it one a week? one a week, once a month, <laughs> it was quite, nah. But having said that, uh, it is still not too late to start. I believe uh, video is the way to go. Uh, mm. Video engages people more because if, okay, a lot of people, I want to talk about like barrier to entry. People think YouTube is low barrier entry. I'm just telling you from a businessman point of view, I started companies, I, we, we, I did a lot of things. I, I, I have to just outright say that YouTube is the hardest I've ever done. It is ah. so hard. The barrier entry it is so high. I don't know how to explain this in a simpler way, but every video I learn, it is not easy. Yeah, but the it, because it's such a high entry. Was imagine like say for example, I need to do a video. I take two days of scripting, two days of research. I take a, like one hour of filming and four hours of editing that kind of stuff. So one video takes two days, and okay. it is how you do pump out six videos a week. You need to work six days. You are be. I was working harder than I ever was, but. Yeah. Uh, to know that I change people's life, that actually drives me a lot. So going back to YouTube, it is a very good place for people to push, put a lot of effort in because a lot of people will not be able to do it because it's very high barrier of entry. Okay. So um, according to you, I mean, it sounds like you, you just mentioned about time because a lot of time, a lot of effort, you know, scripting and stuff like that. What are some of the biggest challenges being a YouTuber? consistency and <laughs> that is the biggest some days you are like like today i just like ah shit i must do a video but i, I keep thinking to myself that you know i there'll be at least at least 20k people watching it minimally 20k and i'm like i i, I cannot let them down mm. yeah so uh there's just other things that pushes me on yeah wow so when you were first starting out when there was no 20k subscriber then what caused you to continue to post consistently because you, you kind of had to do you kind of have to like post consistently first, right? Before you actually had a, before you had attraction. Yeah, actually I was quite happy even with one person watching, seriously. If I could change that one person's life, I was honestly happy with, hey, shit, there's 10 people watching. I'm like, okay. Okay, now the, my initial videos and views have went up because my subscriber base has went up. But initially I like 10 views, 20 views. And I wasn't pushing my leads from Facebook to YouTube. I just wanted to, you know, if I'm good, I'm good. If, I, if, I, if I'm stuck, I suck. So that's all I wanted to do. So, uh, yeah, so just, oh. just keep doing one, eight, 10 views. I'm really authentically happy. Yeah. yeah. So I just kept going. 
Love it, love it. Um, yeah. It reminds me of like, um, there was a time when I was doing just Facebook Live because I committed to myself. And I said, okay, I'm going to do a Facebook Live once a day for like 30 days. Uh, okay. and, I, and I felt that was one of the, I would say tipping point for my uh, online presence. I don't have a big YouTube channel whatsoever. I have a slightly bigger following on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Now I'm starting to go into uh, Inst- uh, YouTube, which uh, I feel is a bit, for me, I should have gotten early, but still not too late. Um, and one of the biggest tipping point for me was when I did the once a day uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember doing that once a day Facebook, there was nobody watching, literally like maybe sometimes there are two people watching or three people watching. And it sounds like the same thing where I would say that as long as there's two people watching, right? I, as I, if I can touch two lives, right? Then I'll just do it. And I'll just yeah. do it. And I always say that like, if I can't even do it for the two, then how will I be able to do it for 20 or 200 or 20,000? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's always starting from the small end and not despising the small, uh, the small beginnings. Lah. Yes. Yes. Because be humble and just, you see, if you cannot, you, you say right, if you cannot do good content for two people, you're not going to do good, good content for 10 people, 100,000 people. It's not going to happen. Mm. Yeah. So, Maybe some actionables for the audience watching this. It sounds like, so based on what Ken has told me so far, it sounds like this, okay? It sounds like Ken has done his bunch of research. He's interested in something, right? And I think many of you who are watching this, you definitely have something that you're interested in. Like you, you don't be just selling real estate because you have to sell real estate, <laughs> right? Like it, I, I think it's important to do something that we are passionate about. And if you're passionate about, you will research. Like, like Ken, you know, he's constantly researching on, on Tesla, for example. And then the next thing is having a platform to kind of like share what you have already researched, right? To people that uh, maybe are lazy or people who are looking for answers because you've already done the research, you can turn them into content. And I think lastly is consistent. I mean, listening to the audience and consistency because uh, it's just like going to a gym, right? You don't go to the gym once and then you expect yourself to be super fit. Exactly. Right? Even yeah, though yeah. time. Consistency. Yeah, you got to do it two, two, two times a week, three times a week. You got to keep going. Okay. So... Other than that, what are the other consistency? Is there any uh, bigger challenge for someone who's starting out in terms of YouTube? Bigger challenge. A lot of people focus on the all the technical stuff. I guess just just push out your content. I think you you got to focus. The biggest thing you got to focus on is consistency and what the audience is telling you. That's mm. it. Consistency. You need a lot of consistency. It takes a lot of discipline to do it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> But uh, it's good. In the end of it, uh, imagine the platform allows you to reach the world. It's not like Singapore itself. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me give you an example. If you heard of the two famous YouTube channels in Singapore, the one is Night Hour Cinematics, NOC, Ryan Sylvia, and the other one is Chen uh, Hao Tan. You realize why Chen Hao Tan has held a lot more uh, audience than, than NOC. The only reason why is that because he's consistently doing on one topic only. That means uh, secondary schools, kids going back to school. And he, and he reaches a worldwide audience. While NOC is very Singapore-based, so they are stuck like 900K and they haven't been growing much. So if you're, if you're looking at these two dynamics, YouTube is a platform you can position yourself to help the world. Don't focus on Singapore itself. It's a world platform. I don't, I don't understand why you need to focus on Singapore. So mm. maybe you like, let's say, for example, you have a lot of audience that do real estate. So maybe what they could do is uh, they can focus on teaching how to find distressed properties on how, how do you like make your property worth more money. There are those are the things that they can do. So mm. the upper effect is people will probably like, wow, thanks a lot for this. And uh, probably they'll get a lot more people. They build trust in people and probably they'll get them to do whatever they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, so your advice is basically go um, try to speak to an international audience rather than, yeah. okay. But what about when you are just starting out? Like, shouldn't we, uh, sometimes when we are just starting out, we should just focus on a, um, a smaller market first, a sub niche first. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Sub niche? Yeah, you can, you can focus on it. But uh, some, some niches may not really be a niche because there may not be even people searching for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that one uh, a little bit difficult. So instead, I would try to because you you never know what are your strengths. You can be talking about this. I I want you like you, you tell yourself that I want to do this for YouTube. This is my niche. I focus on it. But after after like 10, 20 videos, thirty videos, nothing is happening. The problem is not not your audience. The problem is you. You know, so you you need to start to change a little bit, uh, and try to you know. But for me, it was a little bit different. For me, is that the audience really tell me what they want, so I I just do what they want. Yeah, that, that's it, man. I, I didn't do anything different. Yeah. So is there any other research method other than the audience telling you? Do you do you search on um, topics that are trending? You know, I know this is a bit technical stuff, but like, um, do you have any of this uh, research method on what is a market that, you know, has traction or a market that has uh, people watching? People use uh, Google Google Trends and stuff. I, I don't. Uh, for me, the only tool I use, the only tool I use is this uh, plugin for YouTube. It's called VidIQ. V-I-D. IQ. Um, yeah, bit IQ. So yes. you actually kind of like balance like because in the end of it, YouTube is still a search engine to teach people. So mm-hmm. I cannot be ranking for too competitive or I cannot be doing something which has no search volume. So VidIQ kind of like give me a good balance. Or I can be a small channel. If I talk about something that is really important, YouTube is not going to give me that kind of airtime because yeah. I've not proven myself. So you, I use VidIQ to help me in, in that sense and I pay like $50 a month. Okay, okay. So uh, VidIQ, okay. So we're probably going to put it in around the description uh, based on your uh, recommendation. I, I'm going to take a look as well. I think I've seen it, I think I've seen it before. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a few around, but I only use VidIQ. Yeah. Okay, VidIQ. Um, I think my next question for you is, what is your goal today um, with your life and with your channel right now? At least maybe for the next one or two years, like what are your, what are your goals? I, I don't today. I don't really believe too much in long term goals. Mm. Reason is because the world is changing so fast. Yeah. Who the hell can predict what's happening right now? Right, everyone is locked down at home and stuff like that. Right, like who can yeah. predict? This, right, so you can have a goal, but you know, <laughs> things change, right? Yeah. But but at least like maybe a one year, two year short term goal. Like what what is your goal for for your life and as well as for your channel moving forward? Um. I, I guess I've taken a big step back in life already. It means to, to say that, I mean, if, if a lot of people know me, I'm winding down a lot of my businesses. Um, the reason why is I actually explained in the initial part of the video is either you go full force, scale like crazy to 100K. If I don't see myself really 100K, I will go the that other way where I become so-called more of maybe authority. I can speak what I want to speak. And uh, so I'll be probably going that direction. Um, what's my goal? My goal is to just just listen to my audience and give them what they want to hear. Uh, what, I mean, not what they want to hear, what they need to hear and uh, what they want to know for information and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really have a specific like hit 1 million subs, that kind of thing. It's, it's not this game. For, for me, I think you know me as a personal friend that uh, I'm already financially free, so money, and I don't need to drive a Ferrari. So I'm actually quite okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not earning a lot of money. You had an article where you sold your car so you can buy more into stocks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I I don't need I don't need a lot of money. I my expenses is less than two k a month. That's wow. really pushing it. That's that, really low. That okay. is pushing it. Huh? That is yeah. pushing it. Normally, it's below a one thousand, and it's it's been like wow. that for many years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
So basically, your goal is just constantly give your audience what they need, not yeah, just hear, right, not, not not what they want. And I think that's interesting because when you say what they need to hear, I realize that you know based on the videos I've been watching, uh, uh from from your channel, you are quite. A, I mean, also when I know you as a person, uh, okay, as a friend, I know you are quite a straight shooter. You go, <laughs> you go to the point, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. You let yeah. people know what they need to hear rather than what they want to hear, yeah, uh, and. When you do that, so maybe my question is this, are you, are you not afraid to offend anybody? Um, you know, how do you deal with that? I am literally not afraid to offend anybody. Uh, last time, okay, let's say for example, last time I was running a company or working a lot of people. So I was really afraid to offend anybody. I was like always holding back my words. But on YouTube, because it's myself, I have 100% responsibility. People hate me, they hate me, they won't hate my team. Yeah. Uh, I will just say whatever I want. But of course, uh, always keep in mind that uh, always remember to be humble and always, always to like, I'll say, uh, don't, don't be too ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm. And with this topic, I just want to ask uh, one, more, one more question before I, um, before I go to a, a, a sidetrack question. Uh. Um, more like a fun question later. I think one more question for you is that since we're on this topic, right, what is your like how do you deal with haters then because as you're growing pretty sure especially youtube you know like sometimes you post videos people people disagree you know there's a bunch of like uh, very hateful comments sometimes right um how do you do that oh i love it <laughs> okay <laughs> the the thing is um i actually for my haters i only have like every video i get 99 i get like like five thousand likes or something or ten thousand likes and i only have like one percent of dislike Normal, it's, it's quite normal. I, I, I get shit all the time. Every one hour, I'll see a comment appearing on my phone. Uh, some shitty comment. Yeah, it is. It is uh, yeah, but to me, it doesn't really affect me. Yet. I mean, it, I mean, frankly, it doesn't affect me at all. I don't, I don't feel anything at all. Eh. So, yeah. how, how do you deal with it? Like, um, like the first time when that happened? Actually, last time when I first started the channel, I, for me, I replied every single comment. So, I spent a lot of time thinking how to reply to the haters. Okay. So, now, <laughs> we've all done that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, then I just don't reply to them. I just happily continue my own thing. I, instead of spending all that brain power there, I use the brain power to script and uh, research on things for my audience. Yeah. Okay, going back to the previous question, I actually, I, wanted, I forgot to say something. Mm. Uh, I find it very useful. And uh, so you must be uh, polarizing. That means you cannot be politically right in, in YouTube. Ah. Uh, you cannot be like, uh, maybe yes, maybe no. It's either yes or no. Mm. Yeah, you cannot like hold a 50 because the reason why people watch you is because they want to hear your point of view. They don't want to hear a politically right answer. It's yeah. a different platform altogether. So that's something that I, I, in my personal opinion, really helped me a lot in YouTube is that straight shooter, you, you suck, you suck, you're good, you're good. Yeah, that, 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 that kind of thing. Like I keep, I, I, a lot of people get hit me on, because I keep scolding that value investing is dead. Ron Buffett is, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I keep saying that and, um, yeah, I get a lot of haters coming in for that, but it's still like 1%, so I don't, I don't give a crap. But I, I, of course, when I say that, I always have research documents. I keep posting like, this is the reason why, this is the reason why, this is, yeah, so. Yeah. Wow, I, I, I love that so much, eh? because, um, so, so the, the, the mess, you, have, you have the message that is polarizing, not politically correct, right? Yes, correct. And when you, whenever you do that, I think in marketing, this is something that I always to, uh, tell my audience as well, like in marketing, if you try to be, if you try to be, Politically correct, you're trying to please everybody. In short, that's what being politically correct is. You're trying to please everybody. 
But when you please, when you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Yes, exactly. You wow, that's damn well said, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. And, um, I think it was um, I forgot who who told me this. Is like um, in marketing, people always think that marketing is just attracting people, but it's not. You cannot attract without repelling. Like you always have to have a message that attract people, but at the same time you repel people. And when they, when you know you have haters, right? Usually that also means that you're on the right message. Yes, yes. Wow, well said, man. In fact, you no know, haters help my YouTube channel grow, you know, because they got to comment. So if they click the dislike button, that is still the algorithm will go like, oh, good. People is reacting to you. Then you comment someone, they type one bloody long message on why thing is relevant. Like, Thank you so much. I wow, that's, a- I didn't know that. So, so even when people put dislike, that's also considered good for the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You must understand the algorithm has only one goal because inside uh, you uh, under because when you reach a certain amount we get certain access to to, to certain things inside YouTube. So yeah. one of the things that they said the whole algorithm is programmed to make you stay longer on YouTube. That's it. Mm. So you got to so if they stay on YouTube, they type the thing out, they whatever they do. Yep. Awesome. Oh, that, that's amazing. I learned something new today. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, negative comments or as in like negative uh, reaction is um, is good. It's good. Ah, oh, no. it means, yeah. Next time I should celebrate. So then you, you reprogram yourself, right? <laughs> Whenever you yeah. see a negative comment or negative reaction, you just celebrate because like, you know you're on the right track. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. yes right. Super amazing. Thanks for that. Um, love it, love it. I have one last question for you before we end today. Uh, and this question is a bit random, okay? So um, right now, what's happening right now is like, you know, we just ended a circuit breaker in Singapore. Uh, today's what? Second or third day ended. La. But it's yeah. still almost like circuit breaker. <laughs> Nothing has changed much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're, you're stuck at home. Um, you know, we are stuck at home. What is that one thing you miss most right now? Like if the world were to go back to normal, what is the first thing you'll go and do? Oh, Wow, I've been actually Googling that a lot. You, you know, I, 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 I mean, I share something. This is uh, quite personal and it's one of the videos are inside my, my YouTube channel. My, in fact, maybe my first few videos. I actually Googled map and I clicked street to go all the way to Japan. I miss Japan. So I, I was just like, ah. Oh. The, the, when this circuit, when the travels are open, I'll straight fly there. Okay, the reason why I say that is actually, uh, I knew this from my Taiwanese friends uh, back in Taiwan. They were telling me about this shrine. I, in fact, it's the most in, famous shrine in Japan, the Inari Shrine, which is located in Kyoto. Mm. I know, you know the one with all the orange uh, pillars, mm-hmm. the yeah. orange pillars. So when I went there, I, I'm, uh, I went there and um, and after that, a lot of good fortune came. I am I'm not uh, really uh, that kind of person, you know. I'm more like, yeah, hey, let's let's chill. I'm all good with everything, but that that shrine there, I will I will actually make my time to fly back there and visit the shrine every year. Yeah. yeah. Wow, awesome. I didn't expect that. I'm a non-deliver. That, so yeah, I, that's the first thing I'll do. Yeah, Japan. I haven't been to Japan yet. Um, I was going to go. Uh, I think that was like our trip this year. But then, you know, everything is cancelled. So. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful place. The, the, the food there and everything. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. Missing that a lot. Amazing. Yeah. So much, uh, Ken, for joining us. We really appreciate this conversation. Uh, I personally have learned quite a bit. Uh, from what you have shared. Um, just uh, maybe one last thing is um, for the audience uh, who's watching this right now, where can they find you uh, on a social media platform? Just uh, YouTube and search Chicken Genius. Yeah, <laughs> Chicken Genius Singapore, right? Yeah, you type chicken and you space G, the whole thing comes out. <laughs> yeah. 
Right, so um, Ken posts a lot of awesome video if you are an um, investor, especially you're interested in finances, uh, you know, investing. Uh, I believe Ken's page is going to add a lot of value to you. Uh, even if you are not, you know, go and check out his page, right? See uh, his message, see how he's growing his page right now with the kind of different videos that he's posting. You know, I personally learn a lot just by seeing the, the stuff he posts and sometimes look, learning from his clickbait title and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I think a message for your audience. Um, yeah, Gabriel, I think Gabriel, you can uh, actually look more into his content that he gives to you guys. And uh, he actually has a lot of special uh, pointers that if you take note, it's going to increase your marketing level to another level, man. So just go Thank ahead and, and learn more from him. Really, he's one of the best marketers I've seen. Thank you so much, Ken. I really appreciate that good word. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so... Um, Thank you so much for, uh, for those of you who are watching this. Um, this is the end of this episode of the Story Impact Show. Uh, we'll be coming back more from, uh, um, from, from this episode. Uh, we're going to have uh, a lot more people coming in um, that will be in different kinds of industry. Um, but first of all, I just want to thank Ken uh, so much once again for joining us and teaching us about uh, your YouTube channel. And I personally learned a lot of things. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Bye for now. Hey, this is Gabriel again, and really quickly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Story Impact Show. I hope you have enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes, and your comments will help me greatly in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events, and much more, please jump onto my website at www.heygabrielwong.com.